don't feel ashamed to take in, in the right context because women fucking love it when their man takes them because it shows that he is hungry and lusting after and he can't control himself. And, and that, what does that mean about her? It means that she's fucking sexy. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. This might be a tough question to answer, but there's always this sort of trade-off between pleasing yourself and being selfish and pleasing her. I was always joking with my other fellow Jewish guys. You're half Jewish, right? Or we can... Quarter Jewish. Quarter Jewish, okay. Mm. The joke is that Jewish guys are the best lovers because they're so interested in pleasing the woman. But on the downside- Because they're so that... ne- neurotic about it. <laughs> 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 they're the the least lazy selfish lovers but in the in, on the flip side there is something to be said about just really kind of you know being selfish and expressing your own desire and what you want as long as that doesn't involve being like a 30 second ninja comer hmm. do you have any anything to say about that because i feel like guys can get kind of messed up in in that whole sort of framework definitely i've got a i've got a good model that might help explain this so there's this idea called the wheel of exchange. It's not my originally my idea. It came from a, I think from a, a therapist looking at kind of relationship dynamics between people in general, but it works really well as a model sexually. So if we, if we were to think of like a circle cut into four quadrants and in one quadrant we had take. Now, when I would ask what's the opposite of take, you might think that it's give, but it's not. The opposite of take is to allow. Right. So if I wish to take something off somebody and they let me, like, mm-hmm. then they're, they're, they're allowing me to, you know, have my desire fulfilled. So we have this. So in these quadrants, we have take. And then on the opposite side, we have allow. In one of the other quadrants, we have give. So the opposite of give is to receive. Right. So it's not, it's not take. Right. Right. So if I'm, you know, I give someone a present and then they have the action of receiving and feeling, you know, whatever nice feelings they feel over that. A good sexual relationship will kind of cycle between these four quadrants, like an an unhealthy one where let's say there's a man, for example, who only takes. And so, you know, the girl gets home from work. He, you know, grabs by the hair, bends her over the piano, rips up a skirt, fucks the shit out of her for three minutes and then goes off. Now, that would be a really, really hot thing to do from time to time, right, that because what does the woman get to experience in that moment? She gets to experience allowing the man's desire to take precedence, take control. She gets to, you know, feel his beast and to see what he's like when he's kind of unleashed, right? So, and this is something that women tend to find really sexy and really, you know, powerfully arousing within a con- within context. And whenever I say any of this stuff, I'm whenever I say women like it's it's not like the woman that on the street with some random stranger. It's like in the in the context of consent and and the. You know, she wants to be there. Right. But so in that situation, if the guy does that, you know, from time to time, fucking hot. But if that's what he does every time, you know, just fucking throat fucks her and then falls asleep, <laughs> then then there's a massive imbalance in the relationship. So she only gets to experience allowing, right? On the other side, we have, we have our good good Jewish guy who's pleasing his lady. The mensch. <laughs> so, the mensch. So he, uh, you know, he's always giving. So that's – and that's the guy – that always 
you know, he read that book or had that, heard that thing that you've got to make the woman come first every time, which is not true. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's a, it's comes from a good place. It's a good idea to try and make your woman come, but you don't need to make her come first every time because then what happens is I'm always giving, I'm giving, and it puts the woman in this position where she only is receiving. And there's, and often there's all this expectation then because that guy is trying to get his gratification through her, through how much he's pleased her. And she, she'll notice that after a number of sessions where, ah, oh, he's always, he always, you know, goes down on me for 30 minutes before he has sex with me. Ah, uh, he wants me to come. Now it's an expectation. Now it's a thing that I have to do kind of as a covert contract for his weird pleasure or whatever. And, and then it turns her off. Right. Right. So, you know, th- so we have these kind of two sides of, of these, um, unhealthy wheels of exchange. A, a, a good sexual relationship will cycle between those. So when it's time to take your woman, take your woman. Right. When it's tight, when you wish to give, then give sincerely and be aware that you want to have a balance of those things that, are, okay, if you, if you find that you, that you are selfishly taking too much, then you might want to check yourself and go, all right, in order for both of us to explore, you know, the totality of our sexuality, then I should let her take sometimes. Right. And I, I've talked to girls and I've even drawn this for them and showed them the thing. And uh, I'm thinking of one lover recently, actually, because I was explaining it to her and she's like, well, what, what could I do to take? And I said, you could rip down my pants and say, give me that cock, my little fuck boy, <laughs> whatever. Right. You know, I, you could put, you could tell me to lie on the bed and you could come and dance for me and tell me not to touch you. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to, you're going to take my frustration or whatever, you know, and, and, and just, she suddenly just like, everything opened up. She's like, Oh wow. Yes. Yeah. There's all things, these sorts of things I could take. And so that was a girl who was submissive in nature and, you know, overall enjoyed the preferred the dynamic where I'm in control, I'm taking or leading, let's say she's receiving or allowing, but giving her that opportunity and that, and the encouragement to, to flip it sometimes means meant that I got to see this whole other thought side of her sexuality that actually she'd never really even seen before as well. And it's, fucking sexy to see a woman step into a wildness and to, you know, flip the script and to take you or tie, tie, hold you down and ride you like a pony or whatever. So yeah, like in terms of that, what you don't want to do is mix, is mix them, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be like pretending to give when actually you're trying to take, which is, which is the classic nice guy kind of covert contract. And maybe I'll just wrap up this point with the idea of um, a blowjob because a blowjob can be taken and it can be given and you can also allow it and you can also receive it, right? So like, and even when, if within the same blowjob, you can so have great, right? so many options. Because yeah, you can have a thing where, you know, she starts and she's doing her thing and I'm just holding her head, hair out of the way like a gentleman should. And right now she's giving, right? So she's doing her thing. She's, she's pleasing me. She's showing me her, her techniques and, and I'm receiving. Right. Right. And if I was to try to like grab her head and take control in that moment when she's doesn't, that's not the space she's in. She wants to actually show me what she's got or she wants to, you know, do her best technique and whatever. While she's trying to give, I'm trying to take, then it doesn't really work. Right. Whereas at some other point, maybe with even within the same blowjob or same session, you know, I scoop up her hair and wrap it around my wrist and then, you know, say, swallow that cock, my naughty little slut, uh, which is a nice thing to say. And, now I'm taking the blowjob and now she gets to experience the allowing. And that's the, you know, where she's totally submitting and she's, you know, choking or whatever, what she's getting off on the fact that I'm getting off on taking her. All right. So you can start to see that even with the same physical movements, 
that there can be a very different tone or a different, very different intention to those. So you want to just be kind of clear and clean about those because don't feel ashamed to take uh, in, in the right context because women fucking love it when their man takes them because it shows that he is hungry and lusting after and he can't control himself. And, and that, what does that mean about her? It means that she's fucking sexy. Right. You know, she's a, she's an, she's a totally, you know, irresistible sex object and I can't, can't uh, stop myself. She wants to feel that for sure. And she also wants to feel the thing where it's like, lie down, sweetie, spread your legs, you relax. Now I'm going to please you. Don't worry about anything, right? So cool. Now I'm, I'm in the giving space and she's receiving. And in this way, everyone gets to experience the, you know, the full kind of spectrum of their sexual desire. Well, that's a great uh, model because also as a guy, you can immediately start to, you know, just ask yourself the question, which area am I comfortable and where am I uncomfortable? And what are those points to kind of lean in on? Like, oh, I'm great at receiving or allowing, but I'm not so great at taking or was giving. Yeah. And yeah, the classic sort of nice guy, I think, is going to often fall into that, those categories that you mentioned. Yeah. So. And look, I understand that for a lot of guys, the idea of taking can be synonymous with abuse or, you know, just being, being an abuser of some sort. Uh, and, and that's understandable, like, cause I, I don't want guys to think that to be a man that's able to take sexually means that you don't care about the, the other person, that you're using them. I mean, you might be using them in a play, you know, in, in the context of a fantasy, but like that there is still full respect or can totally be full respect and care when you are, you know, aggressively taking a woman. And I th- think, well, I know that for a lot of guys, cause you know, I teach these live sex classes with normal guys, like guys who are white collar professionals usually who come in and they're like, cool, I want to learn all the sex stuff. And then on day, whatever, three or so we move into spanking. I've seen this a number of times where, and we do live spanking classes. So we have the girls lined up and the dudes are there and we're practicing, which is, those are the moments where I have that, I step back and I go, what is my life? How did I end up here? (laughs) Um, How did this come to be? Oh, I I created it. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't I, wasn't I a hippie musician at some point? So yeah. And the, and often like at first you, the guys are like very tentative and, and, and confused. And I've had a lot of guys say things like, am I doing this because like just to have power over her and she puts up with it, something like that. I'm like, okay, right. We need to have a talk about the psychology of what's going on here. Um, because there is often misunderstandings about the difference between consensual use of force and passion and power and, you know, restraints and spanking and choking and all that kind of stuff and actual disrespectful, violent abuse, even right. though, Sometimes if you walked in on the scene, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference right? <laughs> because it may, because it may look, I mean, it is, it can often be, I mean, depends on the, extre- the level of extremeness that people want, but it can be, you know, quite rough. But yeah, I think it's important for guys to like investigate, as you said, to like where the areas that where they might feel a trigger or they're like not comfortable with that idea of taking and what they think that means, mm. right? Because you, they may well be uh, misunderstanding females you know, female sexual psychology. And the reality is that I don't know what the percentage is, but it's a lot of women and not just women, not women who've, you know, had sexual abuse or whatever. It's just normal every day from every single demographic and every age group. So many women love to be controlled in the bedroom to have, to feel a man's force. And many, many of them like to have impact, right? So they like to be spanked. Usually spanking is the, you know, the ubiquitous thing that most people like. Others might like much harsher, 
use of sting pain with crops and, and floggers and whips and stuff. But most girls really like spanking. And it's not, it's not about abuse. It's not about hurting her. It's really much more about having a psychological impact of putting her into the present moment, shocking her out of her, out of her thoughts, feeling the man's power, and that the sensations when, they're, when you're in a heightened sexual state, having spanks is like actually sexually arousing, right? Because it sends shock waves through the pelvis into the pussy. She gets to, you know, to feel the power. It sounds nasty. It sounds kind of dangerous, but it's not dangerous at all. So, yeah, I think that's something for guys to kind of take away, to have a think about, to investigate, because it, I've seen it be a, a major blockage for a lot of guys that they don't seem to be at it. They don't, they, they can't get through that barrier because they feel like they don't want to be a bad person. And I'm telling you, you can be a, still be a good, respectful, nice dude that looks after his woman and give her a bit of a belting from time to time. <laughs> That's great. Very applicable again. And that's, that's really the, the struggle, I think, with a lot of the sex content out there. It's that so much is so theoretical and, and, or it's on the opposite, which is just so mechanical. So guys get stuck right. in either the kind of woo woo, airy fairy, like sort of mindset, or they go too hard on like the tactical. So. Right. Been awesome yes. Work. Yes. That's definitely. And that's what I've, you know, attempted to do in my, in, in the sex God masterclass and in my online version, which I'm launching now is to like, you know, for example, in the online course, I show, I've got to count them, but it's hundreds of techniques, right? So it's everything, everything from this, how to take a bra off through to how to, you know, fuck a girl in the ass and, and many other things in between. So I, I outline them in, in the, in the way that, you know, men like clinically, you know, very like broken down, exactly granular step by step. But then what I do is I look at the layers of that, the layers of communication that, that lead you into that and, and how it all ties together into a, uh, an erotic and sensual experience, right? Because, yeah, I've talked to many women, you know, I'm always talking to women about their sex lives. And that also comes up commonly where they'll say, you know, I've had partners who are technically really good, but they're hyper fixated on, on my orgasm and hyper fixated on doing their tricks, right? right? So it's like, and once, which may be cool if he's got a bunch of good tricks and the first night she's like, wow, that was cool, a bunch of things. But then she, after, the next time she's like, oh, okay, he's a, he's a got a bunch of tricks kind of guy. And, you know, repeating the same ones with the same frequency in the, in the same kind of order, this is going to, you know, lead to boring sex eventually anyway. So yeah, I, I would say what makes a masterful lover is the man that both has the technical toolkit because you know there is a whole bunch of things you just need to know. You need to know female anatomy. You need to know you know where the G spot is and how to stimulate it. You need to know uh, you know the exact correct angles to to and curvature to spank a girl, right? So there is a whole bunch of like correct technical things to do, but so that the man has to have proficiency in in a bunch of those, but. It is the artistry and the, the way that that is all tied together and the man that is delivering the techniques is most important, right? So it's like, for example, I, I've been to a bunch of, uh, you know, kinky play parties uh, in dungeons. It's not exactly my thing, but I've, I've been there. And what I noticed, because I went with my buddy, Sir Dominic, he's, you know, professional Dom, and he, he did a big, a big show, like a big scene. And you had this guy, girl tied up to a cross and was, you know, doing all sorts of fantastically nasty things to her. And it was, the room was electric, right? It was like he was, and he's a skinny dude, but he was terrifying, right? Like his, his like intensity and ferocity, which was also extremely controlled. Like he wasn't just thrashing her every single move. Every movement was precise. Every hit was perfect, 
but at the same time, there was a wild beast in the room. Hmm. And a little bit later, another guy got up and did another show. And it was interesting to watch because he was technically perfect, but it was boring. Hmm. It was like he was spotting it. It was, it, it was like he was spotting her in the gym, right? Like he was, he was going through the motions. He was doing the, you know, he was doing all the right stuff, but there was no real man behind it, right? There wasn't, there was no beast. There was no intensity. There was no intent. And so for a man to be a great lover, you also have to go through your own personal sexual journey right? right? to actually kind of re- reclaim both your wildness and your, and your controlled aggressiveness, let's say, and your sensuality, right? Like, cause you know, for a lot of guys that feels weird to, to th- even say the word, right? To right. actually like enjoy subtle touch and soft movement and breathing and the gooey sensations you get when you're inside a girl in, almost imperceptibly moving and, you know, synchronizing your breath with her and so on. So yeah, it's a, it's, I mean, it's a journey, right? Like most guys don't, I would say, don't become very good with at sex until a number of years. Like you need, you need, you need practice. You need to be with different partners. You need to go deal with your own sexual shame and issues. If all of, all of us have some kind of, you know, sexual shame and issues of some sort. Right. So being able to process that and, and reclaim and take ownership of your sexual desire is probably in some ways even more important than the technical skill set. Yeah. And it's, I mean, when you do that and you go through that process, it's very therapeutic as well. Um, and, and the, the downside of not doing it, like, well, there, there's a couple things like the bar is pretty low. I found most guys yes. have just like such little interest or maybe not interest, but like actual motivation to do anything that the bar is quite low, but if you're, if you're to the point, like I'll, I'll see clients that are like, I'm having trouble after sleeping with a woman, continuing to sleep with her. And would you say that that's almost always just due to a lack of skills in the bedroom? Cause on the flip side, I've seen like guys who are like probably making a lot of mistakes as far as just interpersonal and social skills go. But if they are good in the bedroom, mm-hmm. Um, girls will keep coming back just to have that experience. Um, I'm curious if you've experienced that. Yeah, hundred percent. Like good, good, reliable dick is hard to find. And so, yes, you, you're totally right that you have like a massive margin for error if you're good in bed. Right. Like you can, you can get away with having less conversational ability or, <laughs> you know, less game or whatever. And I know, like, I'm very aware that some of my lovers don't even like me as a human. <laughs> like, I mean, that we just, we don't have anything in common. They're not really particularly interested in me as a human, but they're like, that's where the good sex is. So I'll put up with James talking about ancient history for 10 minutes so we can get to that awesome sex. Uh, <laughs> they just use me for my meat. But like, it, yeah. I mean, like you feel horrible I'm, I know about you, that too. I, no, it's right. I know. I knew you had this kind of experience as well. But, you know, like in, in Kiev, it became last, last year, not, no, not last year, the year before, back in the good old days. You know, my reputation meant that models, you know, these are extreme, extremely hot women, would deliver themselves to my door because they were told by whoever that, and specifically has been one of my greatest advocates. Like a number of girls have told me, do you know? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, when I met her, she said, there is this man called James. If you get a chance, fuck him. <laughs> I was like, thanks, babe. Thanks for those referrals. You fucked her after I did, so that's a, a feather in your cap. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I actually I have to say that if that was one of my better. Perf- it was yeah. the one with the braces. Yes, same one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, like actually that was one of my better performances, I think, of the, of the year with her. Actually, I was particularly inspired. So she definitely did get a very good uh, session. And so, and I'm glad I did because it got, got some referrals. But yeah, like, okay, brags aside. Yeah, by the way, guys, just in case you didn't know, I'm pretty good at sex. Bragging aside, the point being is that, yes, like if you, if you can satisfy a woman and, and you're right, the bar is very low, but not just satisfy. It's like, I mean, I think there's, you know, there's, there's, a, there's, there's enough guys out there that can, you know, last longer than 10 minutes and can figure out how to lick a pussy and get, you know, make a girl come. Like that's not that uncommon, but when it comes to, you know, giving her squirting orgasms, full body orgasms, tying her up, spanking her, taking her through, you know, different role plays, integrating both Tantra and King or BDSM in the same kind of session. Like this, this is this kind of stuff that she's very likely to have ever seen or pro- and probably to ever see again. Cause there's not that many tr- men who have taken the time to learn it. Right. And they're busy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, absolutely. Like I, I have, and again, it's not to brag, but it's like, I get hit up regularly by women I haven't seen for a year or six months or whatever. And they're like, where are you? Are you coming to my city? Can I see you? And they, and these are women who could get laid yesterday, you know, 10 minutes ago by fucking hot as fuck buff chads if they wanted to, like no problem because they're attractive women, but skinny old big nose fucking 43 uh, year old me <laughs> is, is very often their choice. So yeah, it's like, and the the other thing about being good in bed, the one of the things that it gives you. So yeah, it gives you a lifetime of women wanting to come back and fuck you. It also gives you end game confidence, right? So you know, like I'm sh- I'm sure you've seen this with clients as well, where a guy will sabotage himself close to the finishing line because he's not because he can't doesn't think he can deliver, and maybe right. he can't, and everything that he's doing, the way he touches the woman, the way he looks at her, the way he leads her is, is kind of unconfident or tentative because he's not sure, like, what do I, like, uh, it's, what do I, what am I going to do when I get her in bed? Whereas, you know, when you know, really know that like, I got you, babe, she can feel that she can sense it hours before you go home. It's, it's in the, it's in your look, it's in your touch. It's in the way you speak. And I, I, for myself, I find it means that like when I'm on dates or whatever, I'm not concerned. Like I'm not trying to get this girl home, I'm not worried if she's going to, if I'm going to get late or not because, and it would be totally arrogant if I said this to her, but like what I am thinking is like, it would be, this is going to, it would be the silliest decision of your life not to come home with me. Right? And like, and it would be one of the best if you do. And so I'm, you know, I, I'm presenting this gift to you and if you're smart, you'll take it. And if not, Someone else will very soon. So yeah, it it really I think it massively affects. Oh, that's huge. Your confidence and overall. The, the hotter and more confident a woman is, the more she's going to feel that intuitively as well, and she's going to yeah. weed a guy out pretty instantly if she picks up on the uncertainty in him and that lack of confidence. So yeah, that's that's huge. And I think. You know. Yeah. And like guys might be triggered when they hear that kind of stuff where they're like, what? Well, fuck. Why do you know women so picky or whatever? It's like, well, you think about it. Like if she's attractive and she's smart and she's social, she can have a guy that is, you know, tall, good looking, rich, amazing in bed, fun, whatever. Like she has those options. And why wouldn't she, why wouldn't she take the best option? Like as we, as we do, as we increase our sexual market value, and as we get better and whatever, then, okay, cool. We upgrade what we're looking for. And we wouldn't like if we were with a girl on a date, like I've, I send girls home on dates. Like if, if she's been a brat or she's boring as bad shit or like, 
I mean, I'll even send girls home. I'll stop having sex with them if it's really, really bad, right? So when you have choice, then you will choose the best. Right. So we can't necessarily all be the best in terms of looks and height and things that we can't necessarily change, but we can be the best she's ever had in bed. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.